Kira and welcome to CIO Leadership Live. I'm Cathy O'Sullivan, the Editor-in-Chief for CIO in Asia-Pacific, and I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, Trish Baird, who is the Chief Information Officer at Selwyn District Council. Hello, Trish. How are you doing Hi. today? Hi, Cathy. Lovely to see you. Great to see you. Great to chat to you again. Um, so the last time we spoke, you were telling me a lot about Selwyn District Council. So for those who don't know a lot about the organization, can you tell us a bit more about your role and what your team does there? Sure. So I, it is the absolute privilege of being Selwyn District Council's Chief Information Officer. Um, the vision of the council is to have an unparalleled reputation for highly innovative delivery of services that make our people's lives better. So the population we're serving is about 79,000 and it's growing year on year by about 5%, which makes us the biggest and fastest growing council in New Zealand in that space. We also have a really young average age, about 36, 37, meaning a lot of our people are digital natives. This in itself offers us a huge opportunity to try new things. And we're planning now for a population of 100,000. So that's giving us, creating really different ways of thinking and ways we might want to do things. For my team, we're part of the Enabling Services Group, which provides corporate service and some of the customer services to council. We have a team of about 42 people, which provide full digital services covering operations, information management, geospatial services, solutions, digital experience, business analysis and data. It's a really great team. They're really supportive of me and each other and I love working with them. Sounds like a really fun place to work and I'm looking forward to delving more into that um, as we go. Um, so Trish, you know, transformation is a huge part of any CIO's role and it happens in an awful lot of organizations, but it happens in a way that sometimes from the outside can be seen as a given, but in reality, transformation is hard. It's uh, not an easy thing to do. Can you talk us through how that approach has taken shape in your own career? Yeah, sure. Um, I think my background before I went into digital and the IT technology space was quality and risk. And then in addition, I did a lot of work around change management. I think these things have kind of been key to me becoming quite focused on process improvement and looking for those new opportunities, which generally they come out of digital. So digital transformation is using those kind of skills that I've got and lets me take that step back, look for the big picture and then finding the little wins to get there. Um, the other thing I think has helped me from my change management background is my love of burning platforms. And when you do your change management training, they talk about, oh, you won't ever get many burning platforms and those kind of things. But obviously with the pandemic, we've had some and it's been amazing. We've been able to take huge jump forwards in digital, which is really exciting as well. Brilliant that you've had that um, change management background that definitely I'm sure has served you well in, 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 your, in your current role. So when you walk back from that end product of transformation, what do you think are some of the key steps CIOs must take along the way? You know, you spoke there about burning platforms. Is there ever kind of a starting point to kick off a transformation journey? It's a really tough question. Um, and I'm nowhere near the end either. So it's hard looking back and saying, you know, I don't, um, I don't actually even know if I'm going to get to an end because there's always more cool stuff coming. But I don't think there's a kickstart either. I think you just have to get in, roll your sleeves up and start eating the elephant, as they say. You just have to find that one piece to start with. So 
change management, right? Um, A lot of challenges when it comes to um, putting in a, a transformation plan. What do you think are some of those kind of common roadblocks that come up in in any mass, you know, any change, basically, and that CIOs must either be aware of and have a plan for or try and avoid along the way? Yeah, we have those things which we all struggle with, like the legacy systems, the spaghetti junction of interconnections budget, all those kind of things. But I think being really purposeful in the steps that you're taking and the bits of that elephant that you're choosing to tackle first. Well, I honestly believe one of the biggest cripplers for our IT teams is rework. And so if you're really purposeful and avoid those choices that lead to rework, you enable those teams to better progress forward. I think from a culture point of view, you really need to put it first. It's it's um, quite well known that culture will trump strategy from an outcomes point of view up to seven times over. So putting that effort into your team and, and those growth things means that you'll be able to bring more people along on you with that digital transformation journey. The other thing I would um, encourage the eyes to do is not get so entrenched in those blocks that you forget to look up. It's easy to become really insular when you're looking at those um, things and you'll miss all the other innovation and things happening on that's going on around you. Great advice. I love that, especially about the rework, you know, getting getting it from the outset, thinking about what you want to achieve. So then, um, Trish, when you think about transformation, do you like to see it as just an ongoing development within the business or do you like to see it as project based with, you know, deadlines and milestones? Where do you stand on that spectrum? Um, completely in. It's a journey and the impacts keep moving out from under us. But that's exciting. Um, all the opportunities come from where we from things we don't even know yet that, that are going to exist. In reality, it's those small chunks of the elephant, you know, that we're chewing off. Each of those is a project and celebrating the completion of them and getting those wins is really important. I think that taking that time to pause and look back and take stock of what you've achieved is key to having the stamina to keep going on the journey. So, yeah, seeing the small projects, but accepting that this is, I don't know where the end is, um, and and we're still going and we will be for a while. With that view of it being an ongoing development then, and it is a journey, how do you manage change fatigue? Um, I think that comes back again to those wins. You've got to not just um, see them for yourself because that's your motivation to keep going, but share them with people, share them with your organisation, share them with your team and point out their individual successes within that project and their contribution that enabled it to be it a success because that's people love to do well everyone wants to go to work and do a good job so being told that will help be what helps them keep coming with you on that journey now you mentioned earlier that you know Selwyn as an area is growing you know you've got a lot of digital natives both in the area and I'm sure in in your own team so as a CIO in what ways do you collaborate and influence the organization and its wider leadership team I am I think it's really important not to talk about tech. What you want to talk about is people and the outcomes that the tech helps them helps achieve for them in the wider community. Like I love TikTok, it's awesome. But we can really turn off people if we start talking technical. And so 
I always try and tell a story, um, tell a story of a person and the outcome we're going to get to them and what that's really going to mean to them. That's what gets them engaged. And then I can go off and get a bit excited by the tech on my own with my team. <laughs> Great. Put the people first and the tech yeah. supports it. Yeah. So um, technology has been brought into sharp focus for a lot of organizations, particularly since the pandemic. How do you think the role of CIO has changed since that time? I was thinking, you know, I don't think it's necessarily the role that's changed, but it's the expectations that people have of us. So where before we were just seen as a provider of kit and network, you know, those really kind of tangible things, the need that people now have to work anywhere and anyhow has meant that the organization really needs to use us as enablers. Um, so we need to think more about each step on our transformation journey and the digital solutions that we provide and will they grow with us and meet those needs of anywhere, anytime, anyhow. And I think the impact there is on our decision-making process that we compensate for that and ensure that the choices we make will support that growth. So then what do you think are some of the key attributes of a successful modern day CIO when it comes to leadership? So I kind of thought of this in two camps, this one, around, you know, is the thing about looking outwards, seeing opportunities, what's coming. Um, Melissa Clark Reynolds talks about signals in her future, um, future state talks. And it's looking at those kind of things and then seeing how they could be applied in our industry. Um, I think being agile and as these things come in and being prepared to pivot and change, but also um, as a leader, having the strength to pick up the pieces when things don't work and keep your team going and moving forward. Um, from a soft skills point of view, I think strong, clear leadership, being empathetic and kind. And I feel as, as leaders in this digital space, we hold a responsibility to participate and support digital equity and ensuring that we bring everyone on our journey. Um, so important not to alienate different groups and ensure that everyone has the opportunity that enables them to be included. Yeah, great to hear. And I know that kindness is definitely key to your, your leadership brand. And indeed, your team was up for um, Best Team Culture at the CIO Awards last year. So can you talk to us a little bit more about how that internal culture is that you, you help drive um, that individual growth and, and making sure your team feel like they're achieving their professional and, and personal goals? Yeah, um, what I'm really what um, I started with when I came into team was really about giving them space and that's letting them have the space to think develop and then when people are really under the pump they can't they can't even think of those things so enabling that space and then supporting them along with it and you'll find people just grow and flourish when they're given the opportunity to do a new course to think to try something different um, the other thing that I really um, encourage in the team is a belief in belonging, not fitting in. So it's where the person is valued for who they are and what they bring into the team, not asking them to come into the team and become one of us. I always think, gosh, imagine if we were 42 of me, that would be a disaster. <laughs> so, um, and the other thing I'd add with this one is I fail at things often and I let my team see that. And that's both professionally and personally. Um, but what they do see, I hope, is that I pick out the pieces and keep moving forward. So I make it okay for them not to be perfect too. I think um, as leaders, we have a responsibility to show we can be good and, and still not get it right all the time. And 
you know, not getting it right is enables the best learnings. So hopefully that's what they see. Papai. So, you know, another part of, of high performing teams is diversity. And you spoke there about, you know, people feeling like they're belonging rather than fitting in. So why do you think we don't have enough diversity in IT roles? And are there any practical things that CIOs can do to, to attract more people from different communities and different ways of thinking into, into IT? Yeah, um, I'm, this, my mum used to tell us as kids that things don't have to be fair. Um, to be fair, things don't have to be the same. So I think this really applies in this, that if we want diversity in IT, that we actually have to think, do things differently for different people to get them to that same endpoint. And so this, again, it comes back to that being purposeful. It's not something that happens by accident. You actually have to really decide this is something we're gonna do and we're gonna make a difference and have the goal and go for it. The, um, you have to be also prepared to operate out of the box because for example, the normal, have a job ad and then do an interview perhaps hasn't worked. We know this because we haven't got these people in. So you have to be out prepared to think differently and then, and then say that what's happened in the past isn't okay and I'm not going to make excuses for it. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to get to these outcomes. We've had the um, great success at Selwyn working with three bags full and I'm so proud to say we were one of their, their first um, placement in the South Island. Um, and they do amazing pastoral care with their placements for Marian Pacifica people once they're in the roles, which I think is fantastic. And it's a really key part of keeping them in the industry. There's lots of other great organizations in a similar place space, like Julia Anonene, I think is from Fiber Fale. Um, she is fantastic and doing amazing work. So I think looking to partners that know, you know, I'm a middle-aged white woman, you know, from a European background, bringing in people that know and can help you and work with you to get to the outcomes, but you have to make the effort. Now, you mentioned earlier, and I love this, that you're really open with your team about failures, um, your own failures, which, which I think is, is um, great to hear. And I think a lot of people could do more of that. So what are some of the kind of um, some maybe a, a mistake that stands out from you that although it was uncomfortable at the time, it really shaped you as a leader and you really learned from it? OK, so I've had lots of mistakes. <laughs> I do them quite regularly. But I learned from all of them, you know. But when I look at the top ones, it was always comes down to failure to communicate. And, you know, in change management, we talk about communicate, communicate, communicate some more, and then communicate some more just in case. And it just applies to every mistake that I've ever made. And I want to, I think I, the thing I would stress though, when we say communication, we're not talking about just sharing information with people, we're talking about listening as well. And it's both of those things and ensuring that you're getting those through. So I'm, I can think out of a rollout of screens that I did in the environment Canterbury, which was an absolute disaster. Um, but my failure was to communicate. It wasn't about screens. It wasn't about technology. Absolutely. We're all a work in progress, aren't we? Yes. So what's um, the biggest career, sorry, the best career advice you've ever received? Um, so I was once told by a really great mentor that you always recruit to your organizational values. And I look at my team now and I know that that's really sound advice because the team I have is because that's how I recruit. Um, 
Kyla Colburn from BOMA New Zealand runs some amazing courses. And one of the things she talks about is being clear, is being kind. And I think that's really great advice. And then the last thing I would say, and this I've just recently completed Microsoft's Wound Rising program. And one of my big takeaways from that one was I am enough. And it's so easy to doubt yourself, but I am enough. And if I were sharing that with someone else now, I would say you are enough, believe in yourself, contribute and be confident you are enough. Great. And, and particularly sage advice this week <laughs> when we're recording, which is International Women's Day is, is celebrated this week. Yes. Um, so then finally, Trish, what's important to you in the months ahead? Um, so it actually kind of ties to that last question. Um, at the moment, I'm investing in my family and my health and finally taking some of my own advice and doing what's important. So I'm doing that work-wise. We're just coming out the other end of a restructure. So there's lots of changes happening at Sowen um, around processes, initiatives, and oh, really cool, new and exciting stuff. So that's great. And for my team at the moment, I'm really seeing my leaders emerge as leaders themselves. And it's great that they don't need me as much. So I'm able to step away and I'm trying to step into the business more and really talk to them and hear what they're feeling and seeing so that we can help them more. Um, and then I would say there's always stuff happening at Sowen. It's always changing. So it's a little bit of who knows, but whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. Sounds like an exciting journey ahead. And we wish you all the best with your professional and your own personal journey. Trish Baird, Chief Information Officer at Selwyn District Council. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.